0: Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, not a very happy episode uh, after the Sheffield United uh, debacle, which potentially killed our season and Champions League hopes, although it's still not mathematically impossible. Uh, but it was a man under the feet which stung a lot. Uh, Mark Sweeney again is with me at 1981 Spur, uh, if you don't follow him. Any questions or comments you got for the podcast at L Talk Tottenham. Uh, so we're talking about the Sheffield United game. Uh, the mentality of the players whether we think it's weak too weak uh, the var controversy uh, obviously the, the goal that was disallowed changed the game but those players they've got to you know not let their heads drop uh, so again that points to mentality uh, The norwood norwood elbow on some which wasn't even looked at so var is just as inconsistent as referee has ever been uh, and then talking about andon Belle Celso, Kane, selling players, Ali, and more. So without further ado, let's talk. Hi there, Mark. Welcome back.
1: Thank you very much. I'm not so looking forward to it,
0: but... No, yeah. It would have been better to invite you back on this in uh, better circumstances, but, you know, (laughs) better talk about this shambles that was the 3-1 loss to Sheffield United. So my first question really is... where, Where... Do we go from here? Uh, I think you, you can buy all the players that you want, unless you buy a whole team, which isn't going to happen with Levy's money antics and that. And generally, but I think you can buy all the players that you want. And I just don't think we have any winners in that in that team on the pitch, and uh, just the VAR issues and the incidents. We'll get into that a bit later on, but I think. Fair enough. You you can say that. Oh yeah, we got hard done by there, but you still got to then brush that aside and get on with it. And I think they just sank into themselves. I, I have no idea where we go from here. What do you think? If, if you um, if you were if you were Levy or Mourinho, what would you do to? I do think it's going to take. I know you're saying that it's
1: not all about investment, but I think a huge deal of it is about investment. And mm. I just I look at them, then then players, and I don't whether you want to go for each one, but would any, how many of them would get into a Man United, a Man yeah. City, a Liverpool, even a yeah.
0: Wolves? Yeah. Three um, years ago, a lot United. of them would,
1: wouldn't they? But now,
0: Kane and Son, many, maybe? Yeah, there isn't many, is there? No. Or you would even look at them, even not to get in there, but are capable of, of mm. being in the top four team there's not many is there mm. so that, that just says to me if that's where we're aspiring to be then we do need to invest money but i don't think that's going to happen we had these conversations weeks ago chris didn't we, we yes. to talk about the covid and and how things are going to change and i think where us fans are getting quite quite frustrated is when you look down the road at chelsea and seeing them bringing players like team over and um, mm. And the guy at Ajax, and they're looking at um, Harvitz and other players, and you think, well, hmm. well yeah. I think that's you, you, Man United uh, get linked with Sancho, and you know, they've got Fernando. Well, you know, we, we, we are being linked with a lot of players in, in that sense, but, but with, with,
1: with the Chelsea. But team, how many of them, Chris? Uh, how many
0: of them are uh, what you would call elite players? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I, I, I get side, that, so yeah. But with the Chelsea scenario that you mentioned, it is worth mentioning. I think that they had a transfer ban for years, so they've had a year. so they, they, they've had a year to, um, yeah, not, I, pull, I agree pull, with not that. pull money together, but yeah, yeah. they they got that money that's sitting there, haven't they? That yeah. they've not been able to spend. So yeah, I agree with that as well. That they they have got that sort of offset that they can spend that money. Mm. Um, but yeah, but you know, as I say, you've got. Man United being linked with all these top players as well, but they're, they're basically built on debt. So I don't really... Yeah, well, I, I think for that, not getting Fernandes when we could have done and should have done, it's just been, not a catastrophe, but a big, big error there. Like, you see, he's completely transformed Man United now. He has, yeah. And, and you, you, can mean, say, you can say that Pogba has as well, but Pogba's had a new lease of life, I think, because he's got a bit of competition. Now, whereas be before, one, yeah. before he was the, the the big fish, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and then that that front three have always been a threat. They just needed someone to supply them on a regular basis. Yeah, you yeah, get it right. Man United are playing some fantastic football, mm. and they were before the lockdown as well. Yeah, they were hitting four before the lockdown,
2: um, and they just they you know and.
1: They've
0: been patient with Solskjaer and I think it's mm. paying off for them now. I mean yeah. I, I laughed at that point and I laughed oh, yeah, at keeping up with him. I absolutely did. I thought they're absolutely mad. What are they doing? But yeah. fair play to him and to them. Mm. Uh, they're great to watch. Um, they're, and, uh, they're very they're similar to, to of us, of I think. Yeah. They're very similar to us, I think, in the 16-17 season Poch's glory <laughs> say glory yeah. years, but like <laughs> not quite glory years. Um Eric, Ericsson and Fernandez for Man United and Tottenham are the keys, I think, because Ericsson for us and, and Fernandez, they both play in that number 10, but they've got kind of a free role to go and drift and do what they want. Like, how many times in the number 10 role did you see Ericsson picking it up from like Vertonghen or Alderville deep? And then what, I, I think what that does, it stretches the, the play. You've got, a, in, in terms of the defending team, you've got a massive, massive hole there where the number 10 has gone from. So that allows someone like an alley to. Uh, drop into that space. It then means that, you know, to pick up Ali, one of the defenders has got to go out. So it gives Sun, Kane, whoever else was wide at that point, I can't remember, or Walker and Rhodes, who who came forward, a lot of space. Now you're seeing with Man United, with uh, Fernandez doing the same thing. You've got look, Rashford, uh, Martial, Greenwood, all getting space. And I think losing Ericsson, he wanted to go, so we had to get rid of him. But we had to get rid of him when he said he wanted to go. And then we should have brought in Fernandez because we had him there. And I think we'd be playing the similar kind of football that Man United are playing and what we used to play. Whereas now it's just boring. Yeah, but yeah, I've gone on a yeah, bit
1: um, around
0: there. But <laughs> yeah, um, you know, let's be
1: honest again. If you bring in Mourinho, that, that's his brand of football. It is quite. Yeah. Um, and but this, this, I
0: just keep going on about the same things, but. When we were linked with him, I just did not see how no. him and Levy could work together. Yeah, I I, I was exactly um, the same, and I still don't.
1: Yeah, um, unless the, he had certain promises of investment, uh, mm. I I do get that he would have looked at that squad and thought, oh, Kane, you know, Son, weeks more Out of there, Olver Hugo Lloris, mm. potentially Danny Wright, you know, all these players, in probably thought, oh the so, so oh, I got that. Just bought Endon Bellet, Actually, I've got a really good, you know, like when Redknapp come in after yeah, last, yeah. Uh he added the nucleus of a, of a really good team with your, your
0: Modric and your Bow. And thought, actually, I just need to get these going again. Mm. Um, and I think he's started to realise now that actually this this team needs a complete overhaul, and yeah. so I think some of its mentality. And some of it just needs freshening up. Yeah. We were um, warned about that by Pochettino, weren't we? He did an interview well, with Gary yeah. Lineker, and then Levy's just completely yeah. ignored it. But exactly. Although I, mean, I, I, I it, do. It, yeah. it,
1: Sorry. It, has he, as Mourinho, looked at it now and thought, actually, without that investment, this is not going to bloody work? But then, Levy, I don't. We don't know the ins and outs of it, do we, really? no. We right. can just speculate, but I, I don't see it working. I never did. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily blame Marino too much on, on that's just his brand of football. Mm. It's, it's boring to watch, and he's um, not. I thought he could change, but it's, it's shown nothing mm. really that says that he has. But mm. then I don't know. Yeah. we had yeah. all them injuries before. It's been very difficult. It's been very difficult to be honest, with the injuries that we had before the lockdown. Um, But at the minute, we've got everyone back, but then you've got the excuse
0: of we've had months and months off. Yeah, well, the Son doesn't Uh, look fit to me still. he's Again, three games, he hasn't really taken anyone on, which, I mean, that could be Mourinho's philosophy, saying don't do it, but then it doesn't then explain how he scored that goal against Burnley at home, running three quarters of the length of the pitch, whereas that was a Mourinho tactic and, and he'd have passed that off before he got past the halfway line so I think he's unfit but yeah Kane you can see his fitness coming back game by game but like, I, I think you've hit on something there which you said earlier which uh, I think Mourinho looked to that squad and thought oh, I can do something with this it's a good squad and I think now he's realising potentially with the uh, mentality issue that my god I've got a difficult job here and yeah. maybe it's the Champions League final, has completely sapped them, but I, I don't know. I just... in, in, in saying all of that, I have to be honest, when I was watching the first half of the, of the game the other day, I, 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 it was quite enjoyable. I, I thought <laughs> we were playing okay, actually. To be honest with you, I've got to be honest mm. about it. And I thought, actually, you know, we're doing okay here. Yeah. Um, but then they scored on the on the sort of break, uh, the, the first real chance, and and um, that was that. But I I didn't mind how we were playing in the first no. half, if I'm being totally honest. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm sure we haven't really come onto the game yet. But yeah, I yeah. have to sort of say that that actually the first half wasn't too bad the other day. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. But the the first two games so before this one, I I, I was actually quite uh, optimistic because I thought you've seen here how Mourinho is going to play. We look a lot more solid. We've got a lot more discipline in midfield and on the counter attack. We look really good. So I was really optimistic, and then yeah, and then it's just gone <laughs> crashing down to a, to a halt again with with this result, but. We've had three games this season that I can count. Anyway, there may be more. It was a two versus Chelsea, and then this one. Where in all three games, you either, if you win, you either go into the top four, or, or in this case, with this game, you're right back in that race. And we haven't turned up for any of them, which they're big games. And like, I mean, fair enough. You can you can label tactics are wrong and, and play uh, players he's picked are wrong, but like if. if to me, it just it just screams a mentality that's so weak. And how can he expect it to work with that if there's no players coming in? Mm. I mean, it, it goes back for me to last. I think it was last season. Everything seems like a different world now doesn't it have yeah. had over the
1: months. But I think it was last season when um, we lost to Burnley away, yeah. and I think we could have gone top. Of, I think we could have gone top of the table at that point. Um, I don't know, I'm completely wrong, but I'm Yeah, like, I, I, I think long.
0: I think it was about three points off of top or something like that.
1: But yeah, well, yeah it it's, 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 it's,
0: it's another, another big, big, big game.
1: One of them balls that you know we should have we should be going there and winning. Mm. And again, it was down to the mental. And I, it's been a spiral of crap ever since then. Apart from mm. Champions League final, which was fantastic and also a bit lucky as well. Mm. Uh, but it's been ever since then that we've just been going in the league. It's just it's all been downhill, really. Yeah. I don't know what, what, why, what the trigger was, what happened, but it's just, um, it's, it's been downhill ever
0: since. Yeah. Do you think it could be like a bit of a diva mentality as well? right? by, I mean, Pochettino maybe was too nice, so the players had a bit of an easy ride. So when, when it was going well, all, all great, they all getting praised. praise. When it's going bad, it's like don't, don't worry about it, don't worry about, it, try next time. It's now Jose, who as we know is a massive winner, serial winner. And I can't imagine he's like, oh, don't worry about it when we lose. I can imagine it's it's unacceptable we've lost, and do you, do you and maybe they're they they do not like that, uh, you know, they're used to being praised and all, all of that, even in bad times. Now they've got a manager who will not allow them to rest on their laurels or anything like that, and then not sulking, but like they're not happy being told a few home truths and, and being told off. Whereas Pochettino is a bit too nice, maybe. I
1: mean, it could be that, couldn't it? Yeah, I um, Without knowing, the workers of the squad, we don't know, but I, I wouldn't be surprised that Pochettino did come across as, um, as like their mate, really, wasn't it? They were all, yeah. all very friendly with him, and um, whereas, as you say, Marina doesn't ca- have that sort of um, relationship with the I don't think. Um, he is the boss um, and he
0: is the number one, and what he sort of says goes, I think. And if they're not putting in the kind of performances that he would expect, then I do think that he would lay into them. I think they need a bit of that, to be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely think they do. Yeah. I mean, I mean he said it in the interview after, didn't he? I can handle mistakes, but not trying or no effort he can't handle. And there, there was just. <sighs> yeah, I mean, let, let's go on to the defending. Let's get this out of the way and then try and talk about a bit more positive things if there are any afterwards but the three goals are pretty much carbon copies in the sense that there was no marking in the middle people were allowed to overlap and run and, and run off the ball without anyone closing them down and it's just I mean if you've got a kid who's like seven, eight, playing for his local kid's side as a defender and he does something like that you wouldn't be happy and that's that's kids football whereas this is professional football
1: yeah, uh, and no, and watch
0: your mind, then. yeah, but like you can maybe understand it. Yeah, maybe the first one, okay, buck your ideas up, don't do it again. But three in a row was just I can't remember Sheffield United having that many chances other than the goals. Right. Uh, and I've been critical I mean, of Loris yeah. in in previous episodes, but like he literally had no help there. Right. He'd, he'd have had the same level of help as if we'd only played before people up top and him. It's just for professional footballers. And, and I thought a defensive partnership of uh, Dyer and Sanchez has shown a bit of promise in the in the first two games. And then I mean, it was certainly the second goal that I remember. It was just both of them looking at each other with, with Davies there as well. Someone's overlapped and, and basically no one's... I mean, it's just an absolute shambles. And based on the fact that Mourinho's teams are built on on a solid defence... <laughs> it's just beggars believe. Uh, it does, and again, though, if we look at them, the fact we praised
1: Guy, um, didn't we? Yeah. And um, said that there's a, there could be the makings of a, of a decent partnership with him and Sanchez. Let's be honest about it. If you look at them four defenders, again, how many of them would walk into a top team? Let's hmm. yeah, be honest about yeah. it. Not none of them. Yeah. Uh, and no, that's no. what he's working with. Yeah. We need. A whole new defence and backup <laughs> as well. <laughs> you know, this is a huge amount of money that need Because if we don't get it, it's it's continuing on the same, it's the same downward spiral, isn't it? Yeah, we, we need it. We need it. You know, there's no two ways about it. Without that, um, it's not. You know, it's, that's what he's working with. He's working with a yeah. uh, with not very good defenders. So how can we yeah. be expecting him yeah. to do? to do anything with it
0: with second-rate players. Do do you think it needs a whole new defence or maybe one? If you look at Liverpool, their their defence of... I can't remember the full-backs, but if you look at the centre-backs, it was Lovren and uh, Matip and Gomez. And then literally Van Dijk...
1: Dijk.
0: Ignore the goalkeeper for a second, but you you bring Van Dijk who quite clearly is now the leader in that defence, the sides are lying and all of that. And then... Matip or Gomez or even Lovren now look like accomplished defenders. So Mm. do do you think maybe one central defender in there to like lead the whole line would would help sort that out? and (laughs) Ignore uh, Ori as much of blood to the head and this silly decision-making, but in terms of an actual defender? I think it's a fair point you make there, Chris, to be honest, because you're
1: right, because we... um... We destroyed Liverpool, didn't we? Yeah. we see,
0: well, that was Van Dijk's Liverpool first run. ever game, wasn't it? So he yeah. he, had, he hadn't had time to put no, exactly. his kind of stamp it on that old, it Pretty much the old defence,
1: wasn't it? I was at that yeah. game. But it, yeah, and, and they were known as a great defensive team. Yeah. And having him come in, mm. he just brought on like, Massett, didn't he? And, and the way that he plays and mm. Gomez and the players around him. So if we could get someone like that, that type of leader, possibly... Mm. Uh-huh. I, I don't know whether we would, you know, who, who would you get? Let's talk about Kalabali, uh, isn't that Natalie? Yeah. Uh, that he would cost an absolute fortune. He's 28-29. Yeah. Um, I, I don't
0: know, but if it's a fair point, Chris. It, that could be what we could try and do. I uh, I, I, I think that's more likely with right. a whole new defence, because a whole new defence would be. Well, yeah. I've got yeah.
1: much, after but... I think I think after a game like that, perhaps I'm I'm I'm, I'm jumping the gun a bit and just. Hmm a bit annoyed about the way that they were just all watching the ball. But I want to be honest with you, I want to do left back and right back before yeah. yeah. Uh, before again to be honest with you. And then I look at the centre backs and think, well dire isn't a great centre back, and Sanchez hasn't lived up to his potential in his first season, which I, when I thought he looked very good, and there were comparisons being made with Ledley King and everything else. He hasn't, he hasn't kicked on at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Alavel just signed a new contract, can getting to get into the team. The Tongan, as much as I love the guy, seems finished, and um, mm-hmm. will be, will be leaving. Who, who else is there? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I have no I mean, idea who you'd bring
0: in yeah. I have no idea who you'd bring in but I think mean, we, we, I mean it's not that long ago it was the best defence in the league that we had we, you take out the fullbacks we got now and we had Rose and Walker in those days yeah. but like yeah. best defence in the league that we had but then we also had the security in front of Dyer, who could then step into defence and either Wanyama or well, it was either a dive or Wanyama and then Dembele as well as a security, yep. which Hoiberg w- would fix that, skip. he's well. I keep seeing on Twitter that everyone's saying he should be playing there, but I think we talked about it. He doesn't strike me as he, he wants to go forward rather than just sitting there. But mm, it, I, I,
1: yeah, I've never seen him as a defensive midfielder. Maybe he has said to you last time, yeah. maybe he is, but I've not personally seen yeah. him as a defensive midfielder. Yeah. People that watch a lot more in my I
0: suppose, through the youth teams and such. Maybe yeah. years, I don't. I, I haven't seen that personally. No, but I, I definitely <laughs> thought they were, they were encouraging signs because I thought we looked a lot more solid and a lot more of a team against Man United-West Ham. And certainly with Man United game where we were under the cosh for quite a long period, certainly in the second half, and we still looked quite strong, penalty aside. But... Yeah, and then this one is just back to how it was before this lockdown, where we were just a shambles in defence. Mm, it was worse.
1: It was worse than before lockdown. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, it's just crazy. I just, and can't blame the manager for them defending like that. No, okay. I can't blame that on the manager. No. I mean, you could tell he was.
0: We was not happy yeah. he? Well, I, I was quite pleased as well that for the back five, if you include the goalkeeper in that, it was the same team for three games running, so it would hopefully create some kind of communication and familiarity yeah. there. And yeah. I, 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 he, the Everton, we've yeah. got tomorrow, he can't keep that same back four. I think he's got to take either one of uh, Dyer or Sanchez out and stick out of Eldon because he's the only kind of leader in defence that we've got. Even though he's lost his way a little bit. But I mean, he, he can't keep that defence. There's no. Oh, yeah. It's just. I don't even know what to say, really. It's that, it that shamolic. There's not. Yeah. I can't even think of what to say. No. It, it was just so important that it just doesn't
1: even need us to describe it, does it? Everyone's seen it to themselves. So they're, you know, yeah. what they were doing, the ball watching, just letting players run off and run into the box without picking them up. Uh, yeah. It was just comical, really. Yeah. Just, uh, I, yeah. I, I have no words
0: for it. To be honest with you, just right. disgraceful. Yeah. So I don't really know where to go from here either. But in terms of this, let's go on to VAR, which this season hasn't really covered itself in glory. The the, the VAR sex part of it has. It's the people making the decisions of it, I think. And the um, you know the VAR where it's set offside, like a son's goal. Two millimeters or a toenail—that's not VAR's fault. That's the ball's fault. But surely common sense can prevail. But the goal that got disallowed—I mean, there's some angles that you, it doesn't even look like it hit his arm. I have not seen any angle where it looks conclusively like yeah. it has hit his arm. I guess you've seen them. I—that's not being biased. I
1: honestly cannot no. say a hundred percent. That hit his arm. I, I just haven't seen the angle where I could say for a fact that it hit his arm, yeah. And then the other I thing is, there is one, but I've seen
0: it. No, and then the other thing is, it only hit his arm allegedly because he was fouled. So, fine, give the goal away if it is handball, but where's our free kick for the foul? On, on Norma? Oh, it's just, I mean, he was taken out by two people, the ball was then booted at him, yeah, and he was falling
1: down, had no control of anywhere where the ball ended up. The ref played on, the ball fell to our player and he stuck it in. The ref was happy with it. Um, and then VAR's come in and looked at that and said, no, actually, it, that struck his arm. And yeah. As we've just said, we've not seen any angle that we can conclusively say that that has hit his arm.
0: Well, there, there was one that it looked like it could have done, but like brushed it. but like, And then he, it definitely hit his arm when it got booted at it. Which I think is what then ricocheted to Kane for him to score. But I I just. I I mean, who's making the decisions on this? Presumably, people who have never played football in their life only look at one decision. But where was the foul? I just can't believe that there was no foul because of that. I mean. No, it
1: it wasn't brought back. And also, isn't this whole
0: thing to do with clear and obvious errors? Yeah, well. The referee was was happy with
1: it. That is not a clear and
0: obvious error. But well, it's so the rule that. Uh, it well, it's the rule that's changed, isn't it? Because they said if it hits the arm going and leads to a goal, it's disallowed. Yeah. Which, I mean, we were quite happy that we didn't lose three-two to Man City, but really we should have done because that was a ridiculous decision cancelling that goal as well. Hmm. Uh, but, but, but I think I think Mahrez had a goal chalked off. Was it against Liverpool or was it the game before for Yeah, like, it yeah for again, I don't the TV after our game, but
1: apparently they had a goal. Yeah, for,
0: but, then, uh, but then I read, yes, heard yesterday on the game, I can't remember which game it was, that the, the, the handball rule is being tweaked next season. So Maharas is one would have uh, counted because it was happened far away from the goal. Our one, because it was nearer the goal, will still be disallowed. But like they've both led to a goal. So it's again, these rules that are supposed to be there to help are just greying the lines even more. I mean, I, I, I've always been for, like, offside is so complicated now. So it should be, if you're offside, you're offside. It doesn't matter if you're interfering with a player or whatever. If you're offside, you're offside. And it's easy then to say, no, goal's disallowed. But, you know, the, the blurring of lines by your offside by, like, two centimetres or, or your, your chest is offside when you end up scoring with your foot, I mean... It, chess being offside hasn't helped you at all there because it's being scored with your foot but by by my argument there technically by the lines that are drawn on you are offside so by my kind of uh, suggestion there it is offside but then again I don't think many people would complain if if every handball like that unintentional intentional brush whatever is given it's just you get some that are given some that aren't given and no one knows what the situation is Yeah, yeah, as I say, I mean, I, I haven't seen the angle where I can even say no. it definitely hit his arm. And even if it did hit his arm, it's just a broad I know that it's down to the rule. If, if the guy in
1: uh, uh, Stockley Park said, "Well, it did hit his arm," um, even though it was booted at him from a in, you know a yard away as he was falling down, mm. then I suppose you've got to give it. But I just haven't seen the angle where mm. I can even say that it definitely hit his arm, anyway. Yeah. Um, so there, I, I take your word that there's there's footage out there where it does well I'm
0: sure I saw one angle where it looked like it might have brushed his arm but even then it wasn't like well that's definitely his that arm he, it looks like it could have done that's, that's, that's the key word isn't it it might hmm. have done yeah. um,
1: and if the referee has said well actually I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that I don't know and then as you say that's where you can literally bring in a little bit of common sense on it the referee's happy we can't say conclusively hit the arm. it's a goal Yes. Even if it did hit his arm, he'd had it booted at him from from five centimeters away. How is can he move his arm when he's falling down? The bloke hammers it against him. Um, it's it's an utterly ridiculous goal to disallow. Um, mm. And again, we're not making excuses for the performance afterwards. No. Um, but things like that, you know, it shouldn't. But that does change games. Yeah, you know, yeah. Cause that was literally like you know. Th- that was literally like a, a minute after they have just scored. Yeah. Now you're
2: telling me that they're that the Sheffield United are not going to be disheartened and, and we're not going to be buzzing off that and mm. ready to go and go again. I, I think we
1: would. I think we would have been because, as I said, I actually thought first half we were playing okay. Mm. I think we were playing a lot better than them. We had an attacking lineup out there. Um, I honestly, we'll never know. Chris, we'll never ever know, but I, I truly believe that we would have won that game. I it's truly believe we would have gone on and won. Our heads completely went, we deserved to mm. to lose that game. The um, whole hands up, Sheffield United, well done, congratulations. You deserved the the three points. Um, we were comical in defence. Our heads completely went, we haven't got the bottle. Um, but I do think we would have won and had that goal stood. I, I yeah. really
0: do. I, th- I think something's completely gone wrong because even under the Pochettino years, when our heads went down, or our heads never went down. That was the point. And then this time, our heads have completely gone down because of this VAR decision, and we've never really recovered. And uh, surely that would fire you up, wouldn't it? Like, oh, we've been wrong there. We've been robbed. Our souls will go go and win this game. And it just seems to have had the complete opposite effect. But then VAR as well, I mean, I know sport hasn't happened for about three months or whatever, but then Oliver Norwood deciding he's gonna bring boxing into a football match, punching or elbowing Son on the face, and it's not even looked at. I mean, but if you look at the replay there, there's no point really that Norwood looks at the ball. He, he looks, he looks, he looks smug, at Sun he, he looks at Sun twice, smacks him in the mouth. He was already on a yellow car, but then ignore that because that this is a red card straight and it's not even looked at. It just Skye's brought us then don't even mention it obviously right. in the studio because yeah uh, just even Sunes who I quite like Souness he's quite good and he didn't even mention it Jamie Redknapp obviously useless although he did say that the, the goal disallowed was a disgrace so I'll let him off a little bit but, but to not even look at an elbow here when I thought VAR was supposed to be brought in for potential red cards or dangerous play and he what punched ish. someone in the face I know I I, 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 was, I, I was fuming when,
1: because uh, as you just said, it was so clear that he would looked. He'd, as you said, he didn't look at the ball. He was looking right at Son, and he just threw mm. his arm across his face.
0: Yeah.
1: And Son went down holding his face. It's not as if they didn't know about no.
0: it. And when you consider Son got sent off against Chelsea for literally flicking a kick at Rudiger, yeah. Which com- really compar- comparison? Yeah, which was, but in comparison to this, it's hardly dangerous play because he's hardly touched no, him, although the intent of kicking him was there. Yeah. So I, I suppose the intent of an elbow and a kick is, is the same. But then, to, to again, it's, it goes back to the consistency. Like if, if, if it was consistent, people would be a lot more accepting of the dodgy decisions because they know that if it happened against them in another match, the same decision would be made. But it's just... It's just, well, it's rules made by morons who have never played football in their life and got no common sense or knowledge about football. And you've got like 55 different referees viewing the game, one each week. So it's been taken out to take, you know, to cut in the consistency and human error, but it's still got human error because it's the humans who, who are making the decisions on it. Well, another example of it, <coughs> and it doesn't totally involve
1: Tottenham, was The West Ham game against Chelsea the other day, where Antonio was laying on the floor, Hmm. um, not involved in anything, um, and the goal was disallowed because he could have been obstructing the the keeper. Yesterday, Monday night, scored a free kick, where Matic was offside, clearly in the keeper's view, and that one gets allowed. And you're thinking, hold on, that's just so inconsistent. You've, yeah. you've a disallowed one where he literally couldn't get out of the way. He couldn't do anything about it. It did nothing. to. It didn't block the keeper's view or anything. You disallowed it, this yeah. one. Matic is clearly in his field of vision for the free kick, and you've allowed it. Well, it's, it's just ridiculous. There's no point having VAR. No. It's, no it's it's just... Because it, it's someone's opinion, isn't it, still? It's still someone's yeah. opinion. Um, and it just it defeats the whole object of what it's there, yeah. what it's was set up for. Yeah. Well, well, I was th- never a fan of it. I was never a fan of having it anyway, to be honest with you. And, and having it has just made me even less
0: so. Well, I think what should happen is what happened in the. Uh, although it still doesn't really fix the human error thing, but in the World Cup it worked quite well. I thought they look at it if if they're not sure and they think there's an issue, referee go and view it on the sideline. I haven't seen. I think one referee this season. I don't even think it was a Premier League game. I think it was a cup game. Has gone to the sideline, but like, yeah. I I, I, again, it just baffles belief. It just. I I can accept that these decisions were inconsistent before VAR because they had a split decision to make. No one was viewing them. It was a referee's decision on a split second decision. Because now they've got the technology and someone looking at it, they still it's even bloody worse. But I don't know how that can happen. <laughs> there can't be anyone, really. I mean, the, the, I don't think the managers want it, the players don't want it,
1: the fans don't want it. Why is it still... It can't continue, can it? No. I don't understand. I, n- nobody wants it. I agree with you, the World Cup, it was quite... I it was noon then. Yeah. It was quite exciting, wasn't it? And we got a lot of decisions going our way for England, so that helps as well. Um, but, but they, yeah,
0: but they, they were obvious decisions and pretty much all of them were the right decisions. Yeah. I can't remember one wrong decision in that World Cup. There probably was one, no. but I can't remember there, yeah, it many was, it at all. Was, but there wasn't major debates about it, was there? No. There wasn't major
1: things like we had with the Tottenham game the other day where they were saying that's, that's like, the worst decision I've ever seen in football. Mm. Um, you know, it's just... Yeah, I, I, it's meant to take away the, the unfairness, but it certainly yeah. hasn't done that. And what's so the what's the point of it? It's not it's not doing what it was intended to no. do. There's no point in having it, is there? Goal no. well, the line technology, although we had that, that
0: yeah, It's generally been fairly good, isn't it? Yeah,
1: that you know that's fantastic. That, that that's we yeah. need to keep that. Yeah. That's but it again,
0: but again, that didn't work. Where was the VAR looking into that when you could clearly exactly. see that was over the line? It was about a yard over the line. VAR hasn't got involved at all. No. I don't know how different people say, well, it can or it can't
1: get. I don't, know what, I don't know what the actual rules are. But that's what that's what it should be for. But they you look know, at every goal, don't
0: they, for a handball or a foul. That was a goal. Yeah. So look at it. Yeah, exactly. It
1: doesn't make any sense. No. I, 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 mean, I was absolutely I was, Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we all were. It, it, But yeah, I mean,
0: before VAR, I was always, well, these decisions, they all even themselves out over the course of the season. Obviously, they don't even themselves out in like, you know, you get a decision in a relegation battle, you don't necessarily get your your positive decision in a relegation battle. But, and I'm sure that, you know, every team has had their fair share now of VAR dodgy decisions to good decisions. But now you've got the technology. It shouldn't be that case. It shouldn't be, well, we've had this dodgy one, it will even itself out. You've got the bloody technology, and apparently the qualified people to view it, make decisions on it, but apparently we haven't. Look, so there shouldn't even be. You know, because who's to say Man City, when they beat us 3-2 and it got chalked back to two all, who's to say that wouldn't have given them massive confidence beating a top six side of the team who just Competed in the Champions League final would have gone on a massive surge and then been a lot, lot closer to Liverpool this season. Yeah, and as you said, you know,
1: maybe it is you know it's
0: not about bias. That that their goal should have stood for me. You yeah. didn't see that. It was Jesus, wasn't it? I think you rubbed his hand or no? It was the guy hand. who headed it to him. It was one of the defenders, I think. Oh, he I can't remember I can't remember he, he went to head it and he kind of missed and it kind of brushed down his arm ever so slightly. But, no but again, it. No but, no but again, yeah, about it. But again like Morbus thing, he had no idea that that had happened. So to to cancel, uh, yeah. And then you had Declan Rice. Uh, uh, I think it was before the lockdown where. He got a goal disallowed. Was it? He got a goal disallowed. It might have been Antonio, but West Ham had the ball cleared onto him as it as he ran forward. Oh yeah. Point blank yeah, range yeah. got disallowed. Yeah. And again, that's absolute nonsense. That I it just. But then I do get the point of, if you're going to say it's only deliberate handball, not accidental. Where do you draw the line on that? But, but again, uh, yeah. Yeah. But then someone told me that Sheffield United handballed it at some point before one of the goals in this game, which I can't remember. But then it was so far back that they didn't count it and then other things have happened where other teams have accidentally handballed it and the goals counted. So, again, it's so inconsistent and so ridiculous. But then I'm not so annoyed about that one because you have seen goals disallowed because of that. What I'm annoyed about is that the Norwood thing. Hmm. Because they're saying it's dangerous, mean, pla- dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and it's, to not even check it when it was quite clearly dangerous play. Because the guy punched him. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, if if you're not calling punching someone in the face dangerous play, there is no such thing as dangerous play in football. No. Right. And so I, I'm more annoyed about that one because he should have been off there, and it was just a cowardly thing to do. I mean, you know, anyone can throw a lucky punch. He could have broken his nose if he'd have got it there or broken <clears> his jaw. And To not even look at it is it just an absolute shambles when you've had other things people sent off for far, far less. And as you say, it wasn't even a case of it being the
1: second yellow. That's, that's a straight, yeah. hard offence, isn't it? So and he was, yeah. booked, again, a couple of minutes before that. Yeah. Um, it's easy. So, I mean, the referee must have seen it as well. The was there, so where, where's the referee looking? Yeah, well. It's clear without VAR that what had happened, I don't understand why we even need to
0: well, yeah, get I, into the debate of why VAR didn't give it. The referee should have bloody seen it, it was he? You no, know, I, I, didn't, I didn't see where the referee was, but like, I just. Uh, I just, It's got to get better for next season, but will it? I'm not so sure. The referees have got to be encouraged to, like they did in the World Cup, go and view the monitor on the side. because... From what I understand, they every every match has monitors at the side. And they just don't use yeah, them. Yeah,
1: I, I think they have the choice that they can go and, and, and if they choose to, yeah, go and look at the screen.
0: But they, they're just choosing not to. Surely, as a yeah, referee, though, surely as a referee, you'd have a bit of pride, going, "Well, if this decision is going to be made and altered the game, I want it to be my decision, or me to accept that the decision they're making is the correct one." Yeah, but
1: well, you're the you're the you're the side. But they're
0: not doing it. I don't know why. But it was definitely a thing at the start of the season they were using it, referees, to... They were... They were using it as a means to escape any kind of retribution from themselves. They would go, oh, I don't want to make this decision. It's difficult. I'll get VAR to make it and then no one can have a go at me. So they were kind of hiding behind it, which... I mean... Fair enough, the goal was disallowed. Should have counted, but then so should Man City's goal and Matt West Ham's goal the other week. And
1: and. Well, uh, Sheffield, you know, Sheffield United won well against us um, in the home game as well. It was an offside. It was an offside one. Like oh, I, yeah, yeah. uh, I remember watching it and thinking that they deserved that, and I wasn't. That, you know, I was happy that Ruffin well, got points in that game, but hmm. Sheffield United deserved to in that game as well. They I did,
0: but so clearly, yeah. I, I can um, accept the offside goals because every every one they do disallow if it's literally a millimetre over. So no, there is, no, no, there is no, some no. kind of consistency there. I can accept. I hate it though. Oh yeah, it says terrible rule. It's a terrible rule. But then that's not VAR's no, fault. No, that's no, the morons no, no, who no, are making no. the rules who don't understand it. But but I, I can accept that, that that they're disallowed. Like Suns against Leicester, uh, beginning of the season. Like, um, yeah, which beginning of the season we would have won that game if we'd have gone two Oh, It was his goal, yeah. wasn't it? It was a son who was offside. Yeah, yeah that's but, right. But yeah. Again, you've got to be stronger than that and go. But then you know Leicester got buoyed on by that but I can accept yeah. those goals being disallowed because they are generally fairly consistent and they do look at each one and if it's offside by a mm. millimetre so I can accept yeah. that the The issue with uh, uh, Antoni- uh, the defenders goal for West Ham with Antonio on the floor uh, and then Matic having the same thing one and one given one not that's the inconsistency which I, I don't like the inconsistency of not even looking at Norwood's, but in- sending Sun off for a little kick out of Udago and there'll be countless others as well it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I just... And then not looking at uh, VAR when uh, the Hawkeye fails. So I, I can handle the offside even though it's ridiculous. I can handle the handball even though it's ridiculous. But the rule has to change there. But to not even look at things when you've uh, done... When VAR has looked at things previously, I think is just... Mm. Crazy. Mm. But whether it will change Sorry. next season, I have no idea. But I would guess it won't change that much and they'll probably think it's working quite well. But how anyone can, I have no idea. It's not improved the and no. It's not improved the game. There's no point to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just making all these... I mean, essentially, it's a black and white rule, isn't it? Is it handball? Yes or no. Is it offside? Yes or no. And what they've done is they've added four layers of grey into it. All down to interpretation, which different people have different interpretations. If you had one person who's looking at every VAR thing, it would work because it would only be their interpretation of it, and they would be consistent. But then you can't possibly do that when you've got all games going on at the same time. Although the likelihood of five games happening at three o'clock and exactly at fifteen minutes into each game a VAR incident that happens is, is quite unlikely. Mm. But so, maybe three people look at each, uh, the only ones who make the VAR decision. But again, whether that would be feasible or not. But every, they have like about 15, 20 referees, don't they? And it's just you're asking for trouble there because you haven't taken the human error part of, of it out. And then, you know, every club has had their dodgy decisions and, and lucky decisions. So it's not just Tottenham here or, or, or the teams we've been talking no. about, but like it's just the fairness and, and the managers and teams voted for this, but I'm sure they didn't vote for it like this.
1: No, they wouldn't want it. I'm sure the way that it is, I'm yeah. sure they'd rather just get rid of it totally and have that, than to have the system that we have at the minute. Yeah, um, it's, it's ruining. It's ruining the enjoyment of the game, and I think it's ruining you celebrate the goal because you're just fearful that, yeah. actually, you, I'm doing it now, like, oh, every time, I was like, oh, wait a minute, they're having a look at that, and you're just like, oh, leave it off. Yeah. What you, you can't, you can't, it takes away the enjoyment
0: of it. Yeah, in, t- in terms of the offside rule and, and uh, handball rule, it's the, it's the law, I think, that's the main issue there. VAR is just doing what actually, the rule has that been... Be changed, yeah. VAR, though, is just doing what VAR has been told to do by the law but it's when they don't look at something i i can I struggle to accept and when the same thing happens and two different decisions is just ridiculous but yeah, i'm in danger of repeating myself again <laughs> Okay, so that's the real rambling and moaning out of the way. Uh, we'll go to a break here, talk about a few players uh, and a bit more about the game. Uh, so back in a bit. And we're back. So that's the VAR, the shoddy defending, the weak mentality all covered. Uh, so let's talk about some players here. Um, where do we start? Lamela. Um I know you've mentioned before that you'd sell him. Uh, I think I possibly disagreed at the time, but I think I'm coming towards that uh, opinion now. There was one bit in particular in that game. In the second half, he came on. He had a really good run. He picked the ball up, went past a few players. He had two two of our players on his right, I think, and he held on to it, got tackled, when really it should have been out to the right and then get into the box, and they either have a shot or a cross. Uh he plays, as number t- he plays him as a number 10, which he isn't a number 10. I think I mentioned that certainly after the United game. He doesn't see the pass early enough and then this, he just keeps holding on to it. And He's not the only greedy one. Kane had a ridiculous free kick in the first half that ballooned over where it should have been crossed. But, you know, at least Kane does score a lot of goals and, and seems to do a lot more for the team. I, I quite like the meta, but I don't think he's um, going to progress any further. So if we were to raise funds, he'd be one that I'd so, are you still in agreement with that? I know you mentioned that. Yeah, well, I'm. I, but...
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not one that hates Lanella, um, at all, to be honest with you. And I think in some games, he's he's very effective, and um, I don't dislike him at all. I know he's he definitely divides opinion of the fans. Um, as I said to you last I get a friend that texts me every time he comes on or he's like, oh your mate's coming on no he's not the <laughs> mate. I, just, I just I just don't you know if he has a good game I'll say, you know, I'll say mm-hmm. it how I see it whoever it whatever player it is um, but I just think he's someone who's been there a long time now um, he's quite injury prone mm-hmm. and as you said he holds. It, he's, he's quite frustrating isn't he, that he, that yeah. he the obvious pass is there and he'll just hold on to it just that bit too long uh, it just winds me up. So I think if he's yeah. one that if we can get a bit of money for um, I think we can definitely upgrade. How, how much do you reckon um, we'd get to him? I don't know how long he's got left on these contracts. Mm-hmm. I think he signed one quite recently. I think he's got two or three years on the yeah. contract. I
0: think, was he 28? We paid 30 um, million for him. Do you see us recouping we, that back uh, or, 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 no, or getting I mean, profit I on that? I don't, well we're talking about levy here. Um, <laughs> well, you never know. Uh. Um, but I, I,
1: I think 15-20 million is a realistic, I, I mean, I don't know, but 15-20 million, I reckon, selling to an Italian club that he's got mm. a fairly decent reputation in Italy. I think he did well at Roma, um, with the length of time he got left on his contract and his age, um, playing in a, in a slower league, a league that he knows. Uh, I assume that he speaks Italian. Yeah, 50, 20 million, you know, I think that yeah. And, um, yeah, I yeah, if we keep that money in
0: other areas of the pitch, um, I'd, I'd definitely, if we can get that money, be looking to move him on. You know, do you think it's a problem we don't have a director of football? I mean, Luis Campos was um, rumoured, with Pochettino, I think we had Paul Mitchell who scouted a lot of great players that we had, Ali being one of them. Uh, But then Levy then decides not to buy the players that he wants or Pochettino wants and then he got filled up and left. So, Luis Campos was rumoured to be a director of football. Do you think we need one or do you think it's okay? and then hopefully at some point Levy will start listening to the manager and the scouting team? I'd like to see a a director of football. Um, Who that would
1: be. I don't know whether... Levy would want Campos because isn't he meant to be quite close to Joe Zimmer? They're like brothers, apparently. Um, Apparently so. Um, Whether Levy would want someone like that coming in as as Mourinho's man, Mm. um, I I don't know. Uh, I would like to see someone. I think we've always... People sort of slagged off um, the the previous directors of football, like Camoli. If you go back and actually look at some of the players that he brought in, uh, oh. Did a good job, and even did a good job at Liverpool as well, bringing some
0: of the players in that oh, yeah. like Suarez, for example. Um,
1: the big issue he had at I, Tottenham was that. I'm getting him back, but you know, you yeah. know, it, it can work. Yeah. The, um, the,
0: the big but, issue he had, I don't think he liked Martin Yoles so Martin Ode asked for a left back, and then he goes and buys him down and Ben, which that's where the director yeah. of football doesn't work. If he then goes rogue and decides he's going to buy who he wants to buy, it's got to be. Director of football that the manager trusts, and then there's the obviously not obvious knowledge that okay, you're buying the players that the manager wants, not the other way around.
1: Which is why I'd like to see Campbell's come in, mm. <laughs> just to flip it on his head. I don't think Campbell's come in because I don't know whether Levy would want no. Mourinho and him. Well, I, I don't know, but I think he would be the ideal man because of that relationship that he has yeah. with Mourinho and our coaching staff, um, obviously coming from Lille. Uh, he would fit straight in, um, so I think that that, that no. would work well. But whether
0: Levy would want that, I don't no. know, because I think I think Levy would want to have his in. and if he knows that you know he's got a great relationship with the manager, whether that's something he would want, I don't know. No. Um, that, that's where the Liverpool modelers were. That I spoke about this last episode, where Jurgen Klopp has got that 140 million or whatever it was from Coutinho, decided he wants a good goalkeeper and Van Dijk. That's who they've gone and got. There's been no, well, we can't, we won't get Van Dyke. We'll get this person instead, and and you've seen the benefits of that. Which, I, I disagree with all these. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of levy out people, and even more so now that we after the Sheffield United game. But I, I completely disagree with the fact that he doesn't back the manager. What? But in terms of backing the manager fully, unless he should, that's where I agree that he's not been good. Because he does spend money. He spent all that bail money. 60 million on Bele, 40 on Lo Celso, 25 Cessignon, um, much on Clark, few others. Uh, 40 on Sanchez, uh, 30 on Moura. So he, he does allow the manager to spend. It's just when you hear things like Pochettino said ages ago when he was at, when Mane was at Southampton, he wanted him, we get to and there's been countless others. It it's got to be a two two way thing for me. You spend the money and you buy the managers that the, the manager wants which the second part is where I disagree that he's, he's done what he should be doing.
1: It's a, di- I'm, I'm, it's a difficult one with, with Levy and Alec um, because I can just see us, if they don't invest, and I understand the reasons with everything that the pandemic mm-hmm. worldwide disaster that we've had you know, this year, the reasons why they won't, but the, the, the reality is if we don't invest and... The clubs are, the club around us are already ahead of us. The Chelsea's, the Man United's, the City's, the Liverpool's. If they continue to spend, we're just going to drop even further behind. So whilst yeah. I'm not, I've never banged on the drum of Levy out and and Enica, this and that. They've done some good things. But if, they don't, if, if they're if they not willing to invest more, then I, I, I potentially would like to see them go. Because I do think we're just going to be left further behind. And I understand the reasons why. Perhaps can't invest at in the minute, but mm. we have to. We have to accept. If they don't, Chris, then we're just going to be left. Yeah, absolutely. further behind, we really are, and it's simple as that, really. So if they if they if they don't, if they're not willing to do that, I accept the reasons, and I, I, I think they've done some great things. Mm. Um, but if there is a buyer there we don't even know, you know. It's no. gonna cost a lot of money, isn't it? To buy yeah, yeah. you know, it's a billion pound stadium. There's a lot of um, debt to their money. Back get that yeah, there's the debt and there's the money that they've already spent. So, you know, I don't know how much you'd be looking, you're you looking mm. at two billion yeah, yeah. to buy the club, maybe more? Obviously. Well, I've seen that Levy's.
0: You know, I've seen that Levy said he's got a project to build up the area as well. So if that's true, he ain't leaving any time soon. But I'll pose a question that one of my friends, Man United fan, uh, posed to me. Uh, obviously, you've said uh, which I agree with that we won't be spending that much money because this is a virus issue. Would you then sell someone like a cane, Let's say, for as, uh, sake of example, sake of argument, we get 150 million for him, and then. With the promise that that 150 million is invested into the team, so would you sell him for that and then invest 150 million that we otherwise we may not have? Because I, I, think at some point, if it carries on like this, Kane will say I want to go. So I think at some point we're going to be forced to sell him, really, or we end up losing 150 million pounds for free. But who has 150
1: million to spend, though?
0: Yeah, Yeah, right, yeah. but but, but sake of exam a uh, sake of argument, humour me for. Yeah, I wouldn't. Sake sake of...
1: no, no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. No. Right. If he, as, as long as he was, if as long as he wasn't saying he wanted to leave. If he was saying he wants to go, then obviously it's a different story. Hmm. But if he's willing to stay, then I think we need to keep hold of him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's come from my youth team. Um, he, no matter what, he has. The heart I would like to think mm. um, he's you know he's a 30 goal the season striker if he stays fit um, it's going to cost you 150 million to get that in yeah. someone else unless you get lucky and you've got another one coming through or you just stumble across one but where, where in, in in this day and age now where does, 100, what does 150 million get yeah, three, yeah. two or three you know really good players yeah, uh, I don't know how much Chelsea have just spent on uh, Timo Werner. I don't know. What Fifty, the I think, but that. like between so, yeah.
0: between you and me, and, and <laughs> how many people want to listen to this? I've never really rated Timo Werner in the World Cup. He didn't look very good to me, and he the, didn't look good. No. But yeah. You know, I'm saying this, and I was I was one of the people that said when he moved in, Aguero wouldn't do anything in the Premier League. So <laughs> take that with a pinch of salt. What do I know? Well, I was one of these that thought Murata was going to set the world at night. So, yeah,
1: I'm no, <laughs> the same. So, yeah. you know, we, we just don't know. I mean, I, I I don't watch a lot of German football for Teichy, but like you, i didn't think doing anything in the World Cup. I, I was quite impressed with him when he plays against us
0: over the two legs. Yeah, yeah. he's He looked a good player. Um, well, he wasn't really a striker, know, was he? I don't know enough yeah. about him to, to yeah. really say. Um, yeah. well, he wasn't a striker against us, was he? He was more like a son who like, plays wide and links the out. Yeah, he was playing out wide, wasn't he? Yeah. he Drifting in, but he, he, looked, he looked decent. He looked very, yeah. very quick, and
1: uh, I think that's a good deal—fifty million for him, though. Um, especially for them, they can afford to do it, can't they? Yeah, um, I think. Yeah.
0: I, I think. It, don't, just, sorry.
1: Go on, sorry.
0: No, sorry. Carry on.
1: No, I was just saying, it, but that—you know—that's, you know—that's you know, that's, that's. Say we got him. That's fifty million. He got a hundred million left. Hmm. Um. So that's a replacement for cane, for example. Then you've got 100 million to spend in other areas. That's, just for sake of argument, Kuala Bali, 60 million. And then you've got 40 million mm. for another area, you know. So it doesn't get you a whole lot, really. No. Um, and we need a whole lot. That's the. Mm. I think that's the issue. Um, it's going to take, for me, more than 150 million to sort this this mess yeah. out. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think, for me, there's
0: two main issues with The main one being that there's nothing to uh, suggest to me in the last few years that it would be spent wisely. You look at the bail money, 86 million, Eriksson for about 7 million or 10 million was the only one that was any good there out of that crop. So he wasted 70 million. The other thing is with with Coutinho, they decided that they weren't going to play with a playmaker, so they didn't need to replace that player. Whereas we sell Kane for 150 million, we have to replace him. so so you're buying a big chunk so you're buying a big chunk but yeah I've got a real worry now that uh, because Kane in that game against Sheffield United looked to me so fed up there's times previously in previous years where you know when we went 1-0 down and we weren't performing that well he was there shouting and saying come on and all of that and looked fired up doesn't look like it to me he looks fed up so Merson's comment saying that he won't enjoy playing with a under Jose, I I I've got a worry that could come true. Yeah, um yeah, I I And then son as, well, yeah, as well and as well. They all need to look at themselves though, don't
1: they, Chris? Oh, they, well,
0: they do, he, yeah. He he's the England captain. Hmm. He's um he wants to be our captain supposedly. I'm sure he does after he's taken away if he wants to be our captain. He needs to be a leader on the pitch as well. Yeah. He needs to do that regardless of
1: whether he's happy or wants to be there. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. He, he needs, to, he needs to, to put his sleeves up and, and, and be that leader if that's mm. what he wants to be. Um, and, you know, we had the comments last season, didn't we, against uh, Ajax that he came come down to the dressing room and all this kind of stuff and that's fine. Right, right. So he has got that in him. Why he's not doing that now, I don't know, No. Um, or whether he is, I mean, just don't know, but it, it, he has to look at himself as, as well as everyone else does, to be honest with you, and um, I think it's easy to say, well, he doesn't want to be here, and he's not do- well, come on mate, you're not exactly
0: yeah. scoring a trick every week at the minute yourself, right, no. you, know, you can he, he does need way, service, for, he does need service for that though, where, where, where she look at someone like a Roy Keane was right in the middle of the game. In midfield, so was able to affect that, which, but then you know, yeah, he does need service. I, I do agree, he needs to step up a little bit. I don't think he's he's shown leadership qualities really at the moment, but then we are in a difficult situation. I think the best thing for us to happen is the end of the season and regrouping this pre season, maybe a few more players in, and then you know, we're completely fresh for next season. I think this season from the start to the finish has been a bit of a train wreck, so we need it to end and kind of, of, okay, well, that that, that, that shit show of a season is behind us now. We start fresh. Well,
1: thank God Amazon are there to record it. We'll We'll well. forget about it, will
0: we? Yeah, well, if you watch that, you can tell me what happens because I am watching it. No, I
1: won't be watching it, don't worry. Yeah, I agree. I think it just needs to um, write this season off. I said it before the bloody lockdown. I just want this season over and, and yeah. to move on. Um, and yeah, it, it just. Mm. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's yeah.
0: Been, yeah. I mean, there is a it's chance that we can so. still get top four or five if Man City's ban holds oh, yeah. out. No, but like, it, no, 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 there is isn't, Chris. But it, no, in isn't, in, ter- yeah. in terms of mathematically, there is, is what I mean. Yeah. But, so, and yeah. you, you never know what could happen. But I think it's very unlikely. So I, I do think that. This this season is about about just. Yeah, but I I I think this season is all about now just trying to win as many games as possible to get a bit of a momentum and confidence going into next season.
2: Yeah,
0: I think we just. uh, I think if the players and the manager all go, uh, this season's done. Then that's going to That negativity, I think, is going to transfer into pre-season and next season, and then we'll just start off next season in the same kind of crap that we're in this season. So I think it's about okay, just. I mean, even starting fresh now until the end of the season, what is there, six games left? Starting fresh now, just win as many games as you can. I and mean, then Hopefully, that can, uh, you can win six out of six, wherever that gets you, is wherever that gets you. But at least then, we should hopefully be a bit confident going into next season. Yeah, and
1: as a professional, they should be doing that, shouldn't they? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, look, regardless of whether we can get Champions League spot or not, we want to try and win every game. Yeah. Um, and that's what they should be aiming to do. So yeah, yeah I agree with yeah. you. It's um, where it, it's try and win every game we've got left, and see where that gets mm. us. You know, if, if by the miracle of, of God it gets us
0: top five, top four, um, a Man City drop out, we we get a Champions League, fantastic. Mm. You know, if, yes, just try and put in some performances and, and yeah. play with a bit of professional pride and give the fans something to be cheery about, yeah. um, and, and and see where it gets us really. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I heard this morning. I can't remember where I heard it. it must have been on telly. But if Man City's ban is upheld, then top 8th eight, uh, could be Europa League. So six, seven, eight would be Europa League. Where do you stand on that? Would you rather no European football next season or Europa League if, if we can't get Champions League? Because my personal opinion, yeah, my personal opinion is. It's another competition that we're in to win, and it gives you the the promise of uh, Champions League football if you can win it. And I'm, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the fence on this one.
1: I, I, some I, some days I think let's go in it. And other mm-hmm. days I think, well, no, yes, not. Yes, concentrate on um, mm-hmm. and having a really good season in, in the domestic cups and, mm-hmm. and the league. But I, I I've got a mate at, who say to me, oh, I don't want to go in the bloody Europa. Then uh, if I'm sure I need to ask him, I'm sure if I asked him are your sort of great memories of, of Tottenham and he would say, Well then you, you waste a cup you know? <laughs> yes. So you, 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 you can't have it both, can you? You know? Yeah. You can't you can't have it both that we're not we're not bigger than the Europa League. Yeah. just because 'cause we've had a few seasons in the Champions League and got to the yeah. final. We're not bigger than that. Me and you, we're a bit old, you know, we, we remember I don't want to harp back to the Knights because that's what everyone does but it's, it's the truth I remember hoping and praying to get in through the back door in a, in a fair play place Yeah, to now turn my nose up at it seems a bit disingenuous yeah. um, but the, the only reason that I would is I look at you know when Chelsea won the league the other season they had no European football so they could yeah. have the midweek um, fly around the world and and when Leicester won it, they didn't have any European yeah. football. So it does have its benefits. Mm. But it's a competition we can win. And, and mm. Mourinho's got pedigree. He's won it twice, hasn't he? Yeah. He won it at Porto and he won it at Man United. So don't, I would, if we won the Europa League, yes, make no mistake. That's the biggest thing that's happened. I've been sporting Tottenham since, you know, the early 90s, 89 or 90. That would be the biggest thing that's happened since I've supported them. Yeah. Because, you know, that and the FA Cup were in 91. So why am I going to turn my nose up at that? You know, if we win it, if you're in it, you want to win it, don't you? So, you yeah. know, I, I, it, let destiny choose whether we're in it or not, really. You know, as I said, let's try and win every game, and see where it gets us.
0: If yeah. we win every game, we're guaranteed to get in, in Europa at the very least. Yeah. So, yeah, I, so so there, there's my answer, really. Yeah. Um, yes, I would want to be in it.
1: Yeah, I can't want to try and win every game. We've got less
0: exactly. seasons, so. yeah. we're we're on agreement on that one, I think. But there's a lot of fans who don't want to be in it, and yeah, it's just a, ne- well, a, ne- a it, negative it? attitude, a a, a a negative mentality. I think that is because you, you're wanting to lose games, and like you say, if we win every game, we're in Europa League, unless everyone else wins games as well. But then we have got Arsenal to play, which. Mm. But yeah, so I think it's a negative attitude and mentality if you're saying "Oh, I don't want to get you League because you're wanting to lose games which you should be wanting to win every game you're playing and expecting yep. to win every game you're playing yep but yeah okay so that, that was the question with another, Kane another player uh, we wouldn't get 150 million for him uh, firstly how much do you think we would and would you do the same thing sell him to try and invest and that's Ali or Delhi De- 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 is called now, isn't he? he? Doesn't like being called. De- so yeah, would you do um, that with Delhi?
1: He would be one that I would potentially consider for sort the of right amount of money. Yeah. Um, what that money would be, and who you could sell him to, um, over getting rid of Kane. Absolutely, he would be. He would be one that I, I would potentially look at. Um, I don't want. I don't want him to go because I still think he's he's young.
0: Um, mm. there's still room for improvement whilst he's not been in great form for a year um, I believe there's a good player in there mm. he, um, he's shown glimpses of that hasn't he he's shown the, yeah. the goal against Man United the goal against Burnley he's shown and, and the uh, how he kept the ball in for Mourinho's first game for Sanu then set Settler yeah when Mourinho first got there and Ali
1: was there he seemed to be back to his, his best didn't he mm. he was getting there again and um, but yeah, I don't want him to go. But if there was a if there if, he, if someone come knocking on the door of a hundred million, I'd be seriously thinking about it. Just just again, because I do think there is a major rebuild that's needed, um, and, and we need the money. Um, yeah. So he isn't someone I want to leave because, as I say, I, I do think that he is a good player. Um, he's, he's a local lad to where where I live as well, so I've got that added. Um, I've yeah, got yeah. that added thing of, you know, I'm, I'm living in Milton Keynes, i Yeah, so I've got that sort of personal thing I, I, I want him to do well.
0: Um, and I, I honestly believe that he can do well again. Um, he just needs to get that bit of belief back um, mm-hmm. and, and learn what his actual, what his position is, what his role is. Um, what, what do you see his role in this team? Because I, I think, I think the role and, and, and I think, I said this before, Ericsson I think was huge for him because he, uh, Created a load of space. Ali's uh, uh, strengths haven't been on the ball. They've been running from deep. And I think with Ericsson there dropping deep and going wherever he wanted, it gave a lot more space for Ali, which was difficult to pick up, with now we don't seem to have that. So Ali's required to be on the ball a bit more, and I don't think that's his strength. And that there's not so much space for him to go and ghost into and, and things like that. And, and obviously injuries don't help he is young, so it you know. Pochettino is like a father figure to him. I would have thought who brought him through it. How old was he? Eighteen when he came in, and then yeah. all of a sudden that changes. So that, that you know, you, you have no idea with the psychological effect of losing someone who quite clearly must have been that really important to him, and having that massive change. So maybe it would just take him a little while. He's had injuries as well, and, and he had a burglary, didn't he, in, in, in lockdown? So yeah. I mean, that's yeah. going to have a bit of a. I mean, best will in the world. You can, you can play football and all that, but surely in the back of your mind at some point, there's going to be, well, I need to make sure my family is safe. Yeah, I mean, he's had a lot going on. He has mm. had a lot going on. Um, as I say, I have no... He's another one that seems to um, divide
1: opinion as well mm. at the minute. Um, but I, 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 I wouldn't think, have him in the team at the minute. To be no. completely honest. Do, you, do you think he's
0: become <laughs> the new scapegoat?
1: Uh, I think there's a few of them in that mm. team, to be honest with you. Um, there's a few scapegoats I mean, there's a few yeah. in there. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, he's certainly one of them. He is certainly one of them. Uh, but I, I just, I don't want him to go. Mm. Uh, I do think that there, there's a very good player in there. Um, uh, I mean that very good player. He's mm. Just look at his scoring record for, for mm. his age. So you don't just that. that, that that isn't by luck. No. You know, they don't score that amount of goals by luck. That's good positional sense. That's good running off the ball in behind mm-hmm. Kane. That link-up he had with Kane was, was fantastic. Why can he not get that back? Of course yeah. he can. So I don't, don't want know. him to go. But I'm purely looking at this in the sense of where can we get money from to rebuild? because. Yeah. Uh, Again, I get bored of my own bloody voice on I mean, it. <laughs> we do, need to, re- we do yeah. need to rebuild and we do need yeah. money. And, and we are not. We haven't got this um, shake or uh, Russian billionaire who's going to, who, unfortunately, they're not going to throw the money at it. Yeah. Um, and and I, I talked about Man City and Chelsea and Man United. You've got teams like Everton who have been mm. doing fantastic and they've got a great manager. Uh, and they've got people there that are going to spend money as well. So not only are the teams that are in front of us going miles away from us, the teams that are in and around us at the minute, who yeah. we were well ahead of, are going to be investing uh, investing good money as well, and they're going to move ahead of us. So we're potentially looking, you know, like a, a, a lower half outfit rather than a, than a top four outfit. So that's 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 all I'm thinking, Chris. Is where we can potentially look to get recoup some money and, and reinvest it into. To, so he would be one with the right offer that I would. There isn't many players actually. Let, let's get it straight. There isn't. There, I think it's only Kane for me, um, and maybe so because he's young and he's just come in. And Son. There isn't a play, I don't And Son. Yeah, sorry, and Son. You're yeah. right them three
0: players are the only ones that I probably wouldn't consider selling yeah. for the right offers actually yeah. um, so it's nothing personal against Dele because I do think he's a good player and uh, he hasn't really shown it for the past year but he's, he's still young was he 22 still? Three I think but there's rumours or not rumours there's a, stories coming out that he's he's damaged his hamstring again so I'm not sure if he's injury prone but, but from my point of view I think from what he has done with us and he is young he deserves a chance to put it right and get back his form but I do think I think I said it last episode I think next season is a real real big one for him in terms of in terms of his, you know, in terms of his future with Spurs I think if he doesn't really do anything next season I think they'll start looking at maybe we can get some money by selling him if he has a good season next season is, okay could be back to his best he ain't going anywhere but I, I think next season is a real kind of I wouldn't say make or break because he's 23 and it's just <laughs> to say make or break over a 23 24 year old is just really reactionary but I think in terms of his Tottenham future I think it could be a kind of make or break season next season I think a make or break season is if he's going to be a top player or just a, you know a Premier League average
1: player really yeah. because he, he with his, the, way, the ratio of how he was scoring, you, everyone sort of said you know he's going to be a Lampard, Gerard, you know that type of yeah. that level of, of player. Um, but only last year he hasn't lived up to that expectation. Mm-hmm. But let let me ask you a question. So, bearing in mind what we need and everything else, and I'm not saying this is a player we could get, although I think we should be trying to. And he, again, he's not been outstanding, but someone like a Declan Rice at West Ham, mm. if he's the type of player that
0: we need I think hmm. um, similar to Hoiberg as well I think
1: yeah this is what I mean but you know a young English player a, a Londoner um, these, are, these, this is what the kind of player we used to go for hmm.
0: that's the type of player we need we would go to West Ham back in the day and go like, right, we want him we're taking him kind of thing whereas we're not doing that now yeah, I, I, um, I, I think with them as well that he'll cost God knows how much how
1: much do you think he would cost
0: it, it, whether he's worth this much is irrelevant. Is what West Ham would charge. So, I don't think you get him for less than fifty. So if I said to you, right, "We sell Ali for eighty-five, and we get him for fifty, and then you've got thirty-five to spend," yeah, I probably on the Royberg, For example, would you would you swap? So there you go. Would you swap? Ali goes, and you get in Declan Rice. And Hoyberg at, at Southampton. Would you take them to over Ali Because I think I probably mm, would. Yeah, I th- even though I said he deserves a chance to put it right, I think if, it, if a bid of eighty-five million pound came in for him, then I think I would. I, if you mm. could guarantee getting those players, which that defensive midfielder is what one of the positions that we desperately need. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think me. I think sadly I probably would. Even though mm. he's young. I do. I do like Ali. He's a bit stupid sometimes, but then what? Twenty-three year old who suddenly become a millionaire overnight isn't. Um... Yeah, he's come from a broken home. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, he's gonna make mistakes, isn't he? You know, yeah, To be honest yeah. about it. I, I was a, I was a bit of a twat as well when I was, yeah. you know. I, got, I still am. <laughs> well, yeah, so I'm like, you know, I was even more so when I was you know, when that age. You know, if you, if you bung in. Million quid behind me, God, I'd have dead. So yeah. uh, you know, yeah, got right. people judging, you know, we've all been there. We've all mm. been done stupid things when we we're younger. Yeah, I, I think with Ali, I, I think Steven Bergwijn is a massive
0: signing, not just for us and, and everything, but for Ali as well. I mean, I know Bergwijn didn't play well against Sheffield United, but who did really? Um, but Bergwijn kind of plays in his position—that that one of any three positions behind Kane, the striker. So I think a lot of Ali's issues could be put down to complacency. You go, oh, I'll be picked anyway. Whereas now, Sun, Sun, and Kane are pretty much in you know, a going forward sense anyway. The first names on the team sheet, Bergvai, I think has cemented himself as uh, the next one. You need someone as a number ten, and I'm not sure Ali's that. So I think he's fighting for like a, with Bergvai maybe, and Sun and Mora for that position. So I think hopefully maybe the the extra competition. Will help him there. Go right. I've got to knuckle down now.
2: Hmm.
0: So I think, uh, so I think he has rested without, on his levels, but I think you could label that as a, as a few of them. Without was very pessimistic and, and a bit depressing at the beginning. I think you know we 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 got very good forward line mm-hmm. and the makings of a you know that
1: doesn't need work. It is just a defence and, and that central midfield area. Yeah. Um, that needs that work, so you know yeah, I think, there, is, there is a making mm. of, of another. It will be a new team because the team that we had under Pochettino with your Aldevarols, your Patongans, and the back, you know, the strong defense that needs to evolve now. The team that we thought was going to win us potentially winners' cups hasn't done it. We need to just um, let that go now. That it, you know, it got us to a Champions League final. that that, that, that that's their achievement. That's mm. what they did. We need to move past that now and go, actually, we need to refresh this now. We need to get new bodies in
0: and, and uh, it's another cycle. A new team, yeah. another cycle. Yeah, yeah. I, I think going forward, those four players there, or, or more than that, if you include all the more Ali, Bergwijn, Sun are uh, mm. good. That, what they're missing is that playmaker, that Erickson player. So we've tried Lamella there, tried Ali there, which I, I've mentioned before. I don't think they've got the passing range or the vision one player who has, well, there's two players that have one of the Mundon Bele, the other one, Le Celso. So, Le Celso is another one who's pretty much a staple of the team now if he's fit. But he plays for me a bit too deep. Do, do you think there's a potential there that he could play in the Ericsson role, number 10, freedom to go wherever he wants? Because uh, he's he, he he's got the passing range, he's got the vision. He, he, different to Ericsson, Ericsson literally was kind of a. A Paul Scholesy kind of player where he didn't run that much whereas Lo Celso runs with it and, and for anyone listening around United fans I'm not for one minute saying Ericsson was at Paul Scholes level it's just the type of player um, so do, do you think even with his different play there running with the ball Lo Celso would be better suited further up pitch in a free role than where he is kind of in a kind of security kind of role when we don't have the ball which I'd like yeah, to see him as I, I, ten. I'd, like to see, I'd like to see him I'd like to see Fulfill that Ericsson type role, mm. really, and I, I, I think Mourinho probably would as well. I just think
1: it's a, it's a need mm. must. We don't have anyone else mm. um, good enough that can that can sit in and play that deeper role at the minute. Um, and I think that's why he's playing. Though. I hope mm. so. Well, I, I think Winks
0: enough. can. I, what do you think of Winks as well? Because he gets a lot of flack on on um, Twitter, but if you look at it, he's been playing as the the kind of Wanyama role. Sitting deep, and he's not that player at all. But I think he puts a shift in every time. He, he looks like he cares. He's good traveling with oh, the like, ball, like he's got I like a good me. pass. He, I, I think he's become a scapegoat. But I, I think you, you could swap Lo Celso for him in that deep bowl and then stick Lo Celso further forward. I think and, I see, you. and see how that works. Out. I don't know. I'm trying to, <laughs> while well, I was saying it, I was trying to count up how many players we have, and I couldn't think. So you've got the back five. <laughs> Uh, you've got Winks there, well, for example, the other, the other Winks are Soko, so that's seven, and then you've got four up top, so you'd have Sun, Bergvine, LaCelso Kane. That makes 11, doesn't it? Yeah, so you'd
1: take out Moira from the other day, Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind that. No, I, th-
0: I think Moira's one of these, uh, he's he's like a Lamella in a sense, that he, he plays in fits and starts. so some games, looks unbelievable, second half against Iats being the pinpoint one. Other games, doesn't really do anything. So I think as a, as a kind of sub to come on, he's quick, direct. I, I think he'd be quite good at that. But yeah, I think maybe try a front line of a La Celso in the middle, but free roll to go wherever he wants. Sunberg Vine on, on the wings and they've got licence to swap over when they want Kane up top. Uh, Winks Sissoko as the kind of security until we get either... A Weiss or Hoiberg or someone like that, or a skip if Skip he, if he can play that way and then the back four. But I think certainly after this result, I think now's the time you can experiment because you're not going to lose anything, are you? Because most people would say that we're not going to get top four because we're too far behind. Top five still, again, a bit far behind, not playing well. So I think you can always treat as like kind of pre-season where everyone's fit.
1: It is like a preseason, isn't it? It's mm. just a glorified, um, yeah. glorifies um, preseason, really, where you get points for it.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> um, and then try and see if we can come up with a better kind of system and and, system. And, and, yeah. and style of playing. And then
1: yeah, which is which is why I said to you on the last the last one after the Man game. That's why I wanted to see Endon Bellet. Yeah. Play. its mean, just so we know really, is he going to make it? Uh, mm. You know, well, he, he yeah. had about eight games. Um, you know, really? he's just judging. Yes, just stick him in. Just give him, give him eight games. Just
0: see what he can do. Mm. If he ain't got it, just get rid of him. Where, yeah, he's another one. Where would you play him though? Because I, 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 I'm at, certainly after the Man United West Ham game. It looked to me like Mourinho's a uh, system was coming into play, where it's a bit more security in midfield, a bit more discipline, which Ndombele has hasn't really shown this, this so far. You, you, you can say he could play in the top ten because he can see the pass. Kane's offside goal against Sheffield United in the second half it was a brilliant pass defence splitting pass oh, yeah. by Ndombele either slightly too late or Kane made a slightly early run but, so he's got that ability and that vision but again in, in that role in, in that role he, you, you do need to track back and certainly if you've got the free role you need an engine to be able to go all over the pitch because people forget with Eriksen as well that most games when he played he was the player in our team who ran the most distant yeah. Well, that's because he was getting the ball everywhere. Where, I mean, three months off, he could have been boosting his fitness massively up and Ndombele, but there's nothing to suggest to me that he's got that level of fitness to be able to do that. But Celso, I think, could do that in terms of those distances run. And he's got a bit of discipline, I think, playing in that deeper role to get back. Where Ndombele, I'm not sure... The, the only real place you could play in where you wouldn't have to have that discipline is in Kane's position or the goalkeeper. So. <laughs> I know you don't like Loris, but I don't think
1: you want to stick him in goal. No, but then,
0: yeah, I, but then you know, it's probably an argument that Loris runs more in a match than he does, but based on, <laughs> on, on that Burnley, was it, was it the Burnley game before the break where he came off at half-time and he just literally was jogging about?
1: yeah. I mean...
0: So, yeah, where, where would you where he would would he would put, you put him? In the future. So, if Ndombele yeah, starts against Everton, where would you play him?
1: Uh, I think it would have to be that, that... I agree with what you're saying, though, that he wouldn't work back. But mm. it would have to be further forward. Mm. It would probably have to be the position you just said to put in the the on zone, mm. um, take him out for Moira. But, you, you, after what you've just said, I just think to myself, no matter what happens, he's not gonna. He hasn't. Doesn't seem to have the fitness to be able to work hard enough within a Mourinho system. And therefore, even if he did play into the the eight games that we had before, you know, at the start of this lockdown, it's not going to work for him anyway, is it? Because he's mm. not suddenly gonna. He's not suddenly gonna change his whole mentality. Of he's a professional athlete. He must have it in him to be able mm. to run around for ninety minutes. It must be a mentality thing. He's not some, that that switching. Something going to go, is it? That no. he's going to he's going to put it in. You won the four, mm. so he probably doesn't
0: have a future with this, does he? Well, I don't know. Do, really? do you think it's a mentality, or do you think it's a complete culture shock that French league to Premier League, completely different kind of physicality and pace? I, I know he's played against Man City and teams in the Champions League, but that's one game every however long it is whereas this is week in and week out so do you think maybe it's just masquerading as a lack of fitness or attitude and it's just literally a culture shock and could be a similar like to Dennis Bergkamp one of the best players in the Premier League but it took him about eight months to score his first goal and he didn't look like he belonged there and then all of a sudden came back after pre-season in the summer completely different player so do you think like Ali it could be a kind of defiant Tottenham defining making season for him next season. He's only 23 as well, I think.
1: Could be. I mean, I, don't, I just don't know. Um, I, I hope it is that. Mm. And um, next next year, he sets the, the league on fire because I've definitely seen glimpses. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, like you said, that free ball to Kane the other mm. day was fantastic, and I've seen him do that quite a lot. Mm. So they're, 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 he has glimpses. I think this this guy has got something special. Mm. Um, but we're just
0: not seeing it enough, and, and the only reason I, saying, I just say, can he work hard enough for a Mourinho team? I don't yeah, know whether he can. Yeah, um, that'd be my question as well. Yeah, I, I hope that he. I would like nothing more than than him, you know, to do what I thought he would. What he was going to do, um, but he, he's definitely shown glimpses of being a brilliant player, but just not enough. Yeah, I, I think if he, if, he, if it is fitness and attitude, if he can get that up, he's the ultimate midfielder because he's strong. He can put a tackle in, he can run with it, skim people like a Dembele could, and then play a through pass and a, you know see a good pass. It's just so he's got all the attributes there. I think. Yeah, yeah, and and then while while he's been struggling this season, other people have taken their chance and, and like. So, yeah, Lo- Lo Celso played in Spain, didn't he? Didn't he play for Betis? He was at
1: um, Real Betis, yeah. so yeah, uh, on loan from PSG. Yeah, so uh,
0: Spanish league I can imagine is quite ferocious as well and quick, but maybe not as much as the Premier League. And but yeah, I've, mm. uh, but it, he he's is completely taken his gonna chance, Lo Celso now. So.
1: Players who just don't, you know, they're yeah. not good in one team and they come to
0: another team it just doesn't work. Yeah, um, but, but I think he'd be the one as well that you could get like sixty million back back from him if if you wanted to sell him. Yeah, but I, 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 again, I wouldn't I want to because I think he's got some outstanding abilities there. Which, if you can get that right with his attitude and everything, you you've got one hell of a player on. Yeah, I, I take your point as well that he's come to a new country. I don't know whether he speaks English. Uh, he's still young as well. He's 22, isn't he? 22, he's young guy. something like that, yeah. Yeah, he, he's still a young guy. And he's had uh, the manager who he thought he was going to come and work with. Yeah. Went. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of... They're still in a
1: new stadium. And, and you, know, there's, there, you know, the, the club, there's, there's something... I think behind the scenes going on as well with you know the yeah. stuff with, with Pochettino and stuff. There's something not quite right, so he's come into a, a situation where you know maybe not everything is is, is rosy behind the scenes. Um, so it's, yeah, I take your point that you know maybe we've been a bit too quick to um, pass judgment on him, yeah. um, and he needs to be given a bit more time to to settle. But yeah. it is just frustrating. I think it's one of
0: these again. Because he's come with such a reputation and he's cost us so much money you want to see instant results don't you? Yeah, when yeah. You know, as, 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 as people really. But you could also say uh, that the, you know, uh, the the weight on his shoulders is £60 million going to a Champions League yeah. finalist. You know? I mean, there's other better players that have been there who haven't been able to handle pressure as well. But Again, maybe that's mentality, but I think mentality is the biggest problem we've got here. We we definitely need some players like that defensive midfielder, the Hoiberg vice kind of player. Definitely need that. I think we need a dominant centre half. Uh, I think they're the only ones. But if you look at Leicester when they won the league the season before, they just escaped relegation. And generally, it was the same players. They may have bought one or two to freshen things up, but it was the same players. And like, <laughs> no offence to him, but I saw what I watched him in the championship, and he wasn't that great then, right? So we were saying that Dyer and uh, Sanchez aren't that good, but where's Morgan has won a Premier League medal? No, no. Where's Morgan? And and I saw him in the championship, and he was making mistakes all over the shop. But then I think he's a leader. And I think that's the difference. I think he's a leader. People respect him in that Leicester team. And then he led by example. So even though ability-wise, I don't think he was anywhere near the kind of top defenders that you've seen. I think his mentality is basically what got him to the top of the Premier League. And I, I think, think
1: the actual thing, though, I, I, I think I think potentially that Dyer as a leader you know he's he's got that in
0: him I think Mm. Um, I just think he needs someone around him and he had that remember we started playing three at the back and we had the Tongan I think Sanchez is exactly the same I think he needs someone with him as well uh, we've got two of them we have
1: two of them that need need someone more experienced to teach them the game of them yeah, um, but we don't, you know, they can't. I don't think so they can play. They're gonna if they play together, they'll have the the odd game here and
0: there. Because I thought they got okay against United and West Ham, yeah. but then they're gonna have their games against Sheffield United, where it just all comes crumbling down. Yeah, but I, I think uh, Sanchez, he's got speed, he's got strength, reading of the game, maybe not there yet. Same with Dyer, but again, all the attributes. And yeah, I. I, I because I think basically rebuilding the team and buying a new team ain't going to happen. So I think it's the mentality side of things, but so I hope it can come because the mentality that we showed after that VAR decision and then essentially like looking like we just dropped our heads completely ain't going to get you anything. No, and he needs to build that siege mentality, Mourinho, that he yeah. had at Chelsea, where it's everyone against us, and that's what you should. Mm. That's that's what I was expecting mm. them to come out against Sheffield United. As I say, I don't mm. think we played terribly in the first half at all, mm. and I, I, you know, I hope that Mourinho would have gone in and said that that's a disgraceful mm. decision. We all know that now. Let's go bloody all work together and prove ourselves, and you know, get this because he put out an offensive team there. Yeah, I, th- I think at uh-huh. Chelsea he had players in a uh, spine that he could trust in all positions. Terry, yeah. he could trust yeah. Lampard, he could trust Drogba, and then oh, Costa, man. he could trust. Yeah. Wes Kane, you can trust. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who did yeah. he have in goal at Chelsea? Was that Uh Czech? Yeah, Peter Czech. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think he had a, a every, every like a whole a straight line through the team. Four players he could trust there, and the best fit around. I think he's maybe got Kane here, and that's about it. Which I think Celso yeah. could be one that he could learn to trust. Out of if it was a uh, four years ago, he'd be able to trust him. Yeah. Tongan as well, pick pick yeah. one. But yeah. I, but then is he going to be able to buy the players in that he'll be able to try? He can trust Willian, I think, because he was the only one when they had their terrible season that was trying. So I think you could trust him if he's on free. i I'd still try and get him. But I, yeah. yeah. I can understand why people disagree on that because of his Chelsea connections oh. and turning us down. But I think Mourinho needs to do two things, I think. Get that mentality right and get people in he can trust. So I don't think he's got enough of either at the moment. No, he needs to be given that opportunity and the money to do it. But as I say, sadly, I don't think that that's going to, unless he can recoup
1: the money from other areas, I don't think he's going to be given the funds that, 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 for my opinion, that that team needs, unfortunately.
0: It'll be interesting what happens in the summer. Like I say, if we can win as many games as possible this season, try a different new way of playing, like the Celso, maybe further forward or try other players in and treat it as kind of pre-season try and get some confidence for next season. Mm. We'll see, we'll see. Move on to Everton really, isn't it? And see what we do there. And, yeah, uh, we generally do quite well against them, Touchwood. so hopefully that continues. Oh,
1: yeah, we
0: did in the but past. They're a lot more difficult to break down now. He's a brilliant manager as well, he is. Actually. He's the manager I would have liked to have seen come in Yeah. Uh, with,
1: with us really. To be honest with you yeah but, um, I do like run.
0: him yeah but hopefully we can win and then sort of like put that Sheffield United result behind us and then I think we've got Bournemouth no we haven't got Bournemouth,
1: Bournemouth. yeah we have yeah. we've got
0: Bournemouth Should and be then um, Arsenal yeah oh, three massive ge- oh, not massive games but three very winnable games there two of them at home
1: yeah if we can get nine points from them three games then then mm. everything's rosy again isn't it yeah and um, it, it, that's just that's just that's just the way football is, you know. One bad result, can, and it wasn't just a bad result. It was the way. It was the manner, wasn't the it? It was the manner of it, and yeah, and um, it, it, and he, Mourinho said it himself. It, he can accept, I and mean, we all can. We can all accept losing. Hmm. Um, well, some of us can't. Most of us can't <laughs> accept losing. Um, but it's just the manner of the way that it happened, and just the, the, slow, the total lack of awareness
0: of how to defend and, yeah. and, and seemingly that they couldn't be bothered but annoyed everyone i think and then you know everyone starts pointing fingers okay thanks mark again uh, for being on the podcast uh so it's not in a happier circumstances but hopefully next time we'll be after a nice win and then it will be a lot more happier circumstances um yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so um, we
0: can do one after Everton, maybe, and um, yeah. we'll be a bit more um, happy and jovial and looking forward to beating um, Bournemouth and Arsenal. That'd be yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we can, like you said, if we can get three wins out of three, the complexion of it completely changes, doesn't it? Especially then, you don't know if other teams will buckle under pressure. Looked at Wolves yesterday; they should be beating Arsenal at home. They didn't really look like scoring. Maybe that's because Arsenal are a lot better side than they have been and then the Arteta business has changed them or Wolves are just, it's a long season, it's catching up with them. But you, you, so you never know, Man United's bubble could burst. But yeah, um, hopefully we can beat Everton. That's the first step and um, beat them well um, and then get back to winning ways. Um, so we'll do a podcast after that result, uh, win, lose or draw. Uh, again, uh, if you want to follow Mark on Twitter and don't already at 1981 Spurs is his Twitter handle. Uh, any questions you've got for the podcast at L Talk Tottenham. Uh, and we'll be back after the uh, Everton